Welcome to Retail Today, daily insights for brick-and-mortar retailers. Here's your host, Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doctor. Welcome to Retail Today, daily insights for brick-and-mortar retailers. Here's your host, Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doctor. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doc, and you have joined me live on today, Sunday, November the 15th. Please do me a favor and type in the comments bar where you're joining me in from. And uh, whether it's better to be naughty or nice today, how about if you answer that question? That's always a fun one. You know, as a motivational speaker, I used to go all the way around the world uh, giving tips on how retailers can engage with a stranger, discover the shopper, and make more sales. And nowadays, I have to do it virtually, but the tools of engagement are still the same. So whenever you ask your audience a question that they can type in, uh, it always helps them feel a little bit more connected to you. It always helps you feel a little more connected. And uh, the one thing to remember, though, is there's always a lag from the moment you ask to the moment it shows up in your comments. And that doesn't matter um, what platform you're using. So make sure you do that. I see several of you are jumping in here now. Good morning, Joanne from Bethlehem. And uh, just tell me, better to be naughty or nice? So where are you joining me in from? Better to be uh, naughty or nice? So uh, go ahead and type that in for me. I am always trying new things, as you know. Uh, all of us are trying to figure out what should we be doing uh, to get our message across. And you have a couple of interesting questions. Well, you have a lot of interesting questions here today. Uh, oh, uh, LinkedIn user who doesn't say their name, uh, naughty since it's Sunday and I'm taking a break. Okay then, and uh, you've ghosted me, so I don't even know who you are, LinkedIn user, so there you go. Hey, good morning, Rudolph from Waxa, uh, Mexico, and good morning, Alex from Washington. I'm actually answering your question this morning, Alex. Thanks for joining me here this morning. So I thought I would start off by just talking about, uh, just acknowledging that the pandemic uh, is going to make everything so much tougher for all of us, and there's a lot of fear and anxiety by a lot of retailers and so I just thought I would hit this kind of quickly and give you my thoughts, and then I will answer some of your questions. So uh, I hope that helps. Jerry, it's uh, nice from Brooklyn, New York. Okay, well, that's good to know. Uh, so the, the thing to remember is that we are expecting a better holiday season. Shoppers are eager to be dazzled and to fully embrace the holiday season after this hellacious last nine months. And in fact, uh, the one thing that we are hearing is that the uh, expectations are that it's going to be a better holiday season. And I am telling everybody that means you are going to have to dazzle us. You're going to have to make us feel something when we walk by your store, we come down your main street, uh, and that's gonna be brighter lights and more of them. I can't tell you an easier way to make the energy level go up at a store than just go down and buy tens of, I guess thousands of lights and whatever you do, putting them in your store and leaving them on and, and at night and stringing them from one side of your store, your uh, street to the other and making it feel festive. If there is ever a time to be aware of what the holidays are, the reason we string lights is because the shortest day of the year is November the 21st. I'm sure it comes from some pagan ritual. It doesn't matter. The idea is dispelling the gloom. And when people go cheap on holiday decorations, I think you're in trouble. When all we become is trying to get things that are under $10 to go out the door, I think it's a punishing place to play. As we'll talk about in a bit, uh, the big boys are only gonna get bigger. They were able to suck up a lot of extra cash from smaller and mid-size 
chains over the last when they were deemed essential and the rest of us weren't. And so I say, get your street together. And that means downtown associations. That means block parties, whatever it's going to be. I get that there's a lot of things you can't do, but you've got to be aware that your job is to enchant us this holiday season like never before. And if you've been on some of my webinars I've been doing for various companies, you know that I think we are in back to the future territory where we went through World War II and came out in the 40s and 50s and people were struggling and anxious. But the department stores, all of the downtown areas realized that to get shoppers to feel something, they had to deck everything out better. And yes, we're still going to have omni-channel. We're still going to be buying online, pick up in store. I get all of that. But still, the attitude, that feeling that has to come from you and from all of your employees has got to be the same. So that's my first thing, and make sure that you get your street together. So there you go. You're also going to need to have three-point people. That means that you are great, wonderful. You're the owner. You're the manager, whatever it's going to be. Well, what if, God forbid, if one of your family members comes down with COVID and you're out for two weeks? Does your store close down? That shouldn't happen. But is your manager assistant able to take it? Well, that's great. But God forbid, what if, if they're gone too? So what is your plan for someone else? I am telling you, we are in the time of fighting for retail health and you need to have a plan and just be thinking now, maybe you won't have to use it, but if you do, understand that the show must go on. The holidays are not gonna take a break. People are going to be, I still believe we are in the cusp of a new hedonism. I think we're seeing that in a lot of brands. We're seeing that in a lot of retailers. We are seeing people who have money who are spending it. The trouble is a lot of retailers are kind of pulling back and saying, yeah, but I'm afraid. And this is not the time for that. Also, uh, to just think of this is the Energizer bunny time. This is the time where you don't get to say, oh, I'm taking a few days off or you know, we're only open nine to five and et cetera. Now is the time to be thinking, okay, well, how could I reach my customers in new ways? How could I go through and do it? If it was me, if it was my store, I would be doing social media like never before. I would be open. I'd be doing a show every couple hours if that was it. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. But it's escapism for many of your shoppers. The chance to buy something still makes us feel better. And instead of buying that extra bag of Doritos down at the grocery store, they could buy something that would entertain or delight them or a puzzle they could figure out or do something to take them out of the anxiety. I don't care what political spectrum you're on. The reality is the news media knows that it works. They know that clicks come from fear and amping it up. And we have all become uh, rats to the cheese and we check it nonstop. And while I think that we, it's up to us to delete that stuff, you still have to realize that your customers have to feel like if they have a problem, they have a concern, they're not sure of something, you know how and yes, and here's how the answer is. It's not just a matter of we've got something that's 20% off. We have got to get out of that mindset and set some goals. If you're going to do goal, if you're going to go live, then say, I'm going to go live and I'm not going to stop until we've sold 10 of these things. I'm not going to stop until I get somebody who downloads something, uh, whether you're using comments sold or something else, having a plan and executing it. You know, one of the things that we've noticed this year, we started the comeback sprint for people that started sales RX. And we set a goal that we would have 30 people that would join us, 30 new businesses and figured out what's it gonna take? What does the social media have to say? What is the knowledge that has to be imparted? What's the newsletter, et cetera, et cetera. And we ended up with 39. 
And now in January, it's going to be 50. And that's a little scary because let's face it, we're going to be coming out of people at the holidays and retailers are going to say, oh, I didn't have a great holiday or I had a great holiday, but I got paid bills, whatever. That slightly scares me. But you know what? The point is I have something to work towards versus, you know, I think we should just do this and see what happens. That's why so many restaurants go out of business. That's why so many retailers go out of business is they don't plan and they don't execute and they hope. And hope is not a strategy. Don't get me wrong. You know me. I think in hope, I'm fearless. But share your doubts with the mirror. Anyone else, shut the hell up. Yeah. Can I get an amen on that? Shut the hell up. Nobody wants to hear how it sucks to be you. Nobody wants to feel worse to come to work and have all of their anxieties brought back to them. We go in, we want to escape the news, and that goes for your employees as much as you. And if you like what I have to say, on whatever platform you're watching, you can give me some love. Yeah, you can give me the love. Or if you're on Facebook, you can give me the thumb, or you can give me the thumb, and you can give me the love. So there you go. Uh, and be more available than ever. That means I am gonna be doing midnight uh, uh, live stream if that's the case. I'm gonna be up at 5 a.m. and I'm gonna do it for the people that wake up early. I am gonna fight for my business. And I have, a, I have a, a question here that's got me ramped up this morning, a little bit of a rant, but damn it, do not give in to the fear and the doubt. If you do nothing else in the next two weeks, as we come into Thanksgiving, just shut the hell up. It doesn't do anyone any good. I'm scared, are you scared? Yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, you know, it's, it's horrible. I think something even worse could go on. That's right, let's think of all the ideas. It's like you're reading this kid's uh, a, a nursery rhyme and then you get to the witch, she shows up in the forest with there, she's got the poison apple and you close the book, you're like, so what could be in the apple? Oh, there could be arsenic, there could be razor blades, there could be a nuclear bomb. Oh, let's think how she'd die and blow apart instead of realizing we just have to keep reading because we know the story is gonna end up fine. That reassurance comes from you first. I am not your motivational person. I'm the one to kick you in the ass. That's right. Yeah, I did say ass, that's right. But if you don't wanna go there, then get on your little chat rooms. And I know there's several of you who are a part of them and uh, go back and forth about, well, he just doesn't understand our business. I do understand your business. It's hard, it's hard. Business is hard. Making payroll is hard. Understanding what a consumer wants in this day and age is hard. Well, if you don't like that, then go work for somebody else. But you can't be half in in your business right now. You either fight, you're either a gladiator in this, you're in the sprint for this week, and then you realize, oh, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, and it's not gonna change. Okay, Jen, thanks, Bob, hard times. It is hard times, so what? And so I think I told you guys a couple of weeks ago how when I was speaking for a hot tub manufacturer and uh, there's 500 dealers in the room and they have a dealer panel and, and the dealer panel is going on about how hard it is to sell in this, in this marketplace. This is, this is decades ago and they're going on about how hard it is and everything. And the guy who founds, founded the company just stands up and he says, I want you to know that I founded this company when people were buying hot tubs at 24% interest rate on their credit cards. Don't tell me it was hard. And I say this over, over and over, but it's time to put on our big boy, big girl pants and do the hard work to fight for your business. Do I have any other slides here before I go on? Oh, no, it's just talking about SalesRx, and I'll get to that in a minute. So I hope that helps. Again, I'm not here to be your friend, and I'm not here to do anything other than tell you what nobody else is gonna tell you, which is it's a privilege to have a business. 
I live in America. I think it's the greatest country in the world. I think we are more alike than different. I think that everybody's uh, tune adds to the symphony, but it starts with us. Either you are going to be hopeful and we're gonna have a great holiday, or you're gonna give in to despair and you're just gonna give the media exactly what they want because those stories write themselves. Can I get an amen on that? Give me an amen on that. Give me a, all right, my dad was a preacher. Maybe that was not the right thing to say. Give me a thumbs up, give me a, a heart, one of those things. All right, I only have a couple of questions here and then I will take any of yours uh, at the end. So you can still feel free to type them in, but I do have to read them off of my uh, list over here. So I'll, you'll see the little look back and forth. By the way, you can still put in, is it better to be naughty or nice? Because that's always a great way that I like to start off for uh, getting interactions. People always have an interesting take on that. Uh, okay, Sandy says, when you have two locations, you notice the passion, enthusiasm or lacking in the lower performing store, what should I do to change it? So Sandy, my first thought is uh, change the manager. <laughs> it always comes down to the manager. And you'll tell me, oh, but she's really good. Probably not. Because I get it, you can have a store that's in a great location and a lot of people are driving by and coming in or you're next to a, a business where a lot of people are coming in and then you have another location that might not be as strong. However, I can tell you that the attitude and the excitement that the manager brings is what will make you or break you. Either they are happy to come to work and people are happy to come work with them and therefore customers are happy to buy from them or they are in the back room and they're on their phone or they're treating people poorly and you took your eye off the ball. Make no mistake, having two businesses is what you have. You do not have one business with two locations. Those of you who, are, who work with that, you understand that it's two different businesses. And what typically happens is we stay with the one that's really successful or worse, we just stay with the one that's really not performing and we try to you know, bring somebody along and realize that the reason you hire a manager, and maybe, I don't know, Sandy, maybe you don't have a manager for that second location. And that would be probably the other thing I would look at. Is there a dedicated person to look at that one business? So that gives you a couple ideas. I hope that helps. Megan, how can we inspire confidence to shop, help lay aside the fears and keep my team going for this new environment as the pandemic is roaring back in our state? Uh, Megan, uh, you know, I would just go back when I'm off of here, I will post the link that you can sign up for my rebuilding trust course. It's free. It's eight lessons. We created it back in uh, March when things had changed and we had thought we would just turn it off because, uh, you know, we're kind of past it. Well, actually, we are past it because I'll teach you exactly how to go through and um, pivot conversations. That's going to be really important in the holiday. What does that mean? Somebody comes in, they're talking about, did you hear like five more people died in our county or something? You don't want to be, oh, really? Tell me more. We go into a store to escape the news. So don't get in that. And I'll teach you how to do that. I'll also talk about social media, some tips that I've learned that really work well. And I'll also teach you about how do you greet people with masks and things like that. So I hope you'll check that out. I'll put that link in when I am done so that you will get that. Um, top fan, Alex. See, I told you, Alex, I was gonna, I was going to uh, answer your question. Uh, Alex has been on SalesRx, I think, since the start, five years, six years in Washington. So uh, I think I have to give a little applause to that. That was for you, Alex. Uh, so you asked, when you have reached a major sales goal, what should one look at to keep the momentum going? So my attitude is always to say, what would scare me if 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 I 
said, I'm going to do it. Right. So it's kind of like what I just said, I'm going to have 50 in January. That scares me. Like I don't right off the bat, we already did 30 and we got 39, like awesome. But what am I going to do differently? I don't know what it is, but I think when you ask those questions, then you start saying, well, what changes would I need to make to do this? And then you would ask yourself the next question, which is, well, what changes should I make today? And just saying, I'm going to take this goal and I'm going to write it everywhere and I'm going to go through and I'm going to make sure everybody knows it. And that's what I'm going to focus on every day when I come into work for 10 minutes, whatever it's going to be, whether it's a sales goal, maybe you're going to have a, uh, uh, a product turn, whatever it's going to be. And then just keep that in front of you and just ask better questions. How can I, uh, what if we, those questions are going to lead you in the right place. Um, that's, I hope that helps Alex. And uh, Stephen, so this is the one that kind of got me going today. So Stephen, I just read this article on CNN featuring Puffer Belly's Toy Store. I know you've helped them in the past and what they learned should help them put through. What advice do you have for specialty retailers with similar concerns? So uh, I have not, uh, Puffer Belly's is not a client of mine. I just have talked about them and uh, Aaron and her mom and her staff have been um, staunch supporters of Retail Doctor and me, staunch supporters of them. They're in Stanton, Virginia. I think her windows, I, I share those posts every year because uh, of her dedication to downtown, to Stanton, to making a difference. And she's great. And Stanton had a horrible flood, had two of them this summer in the middle of the pandemic, et cetera. And as much as I uh, love them, I was so disheartened to see that CNN chose them to tell the story, which I can tell you every year at this time that all the news media wanna come out and say, here's how the deck is stacked against X. Doesn't matter if it's a coffee house, a restaurant, in this case, it was a toy store, et cetera. And then just connect all the dots why it's bad. And one of the things they said is, oh, independent toy, toy stores, we found some company that said sales were down 20% at this time. And yet toy stores are up, uh, toy sales are up 20%. So that gap of 40% sticks out in my head like, oh, what is that? And they close with someone uh, saying, you know, we hope we can be around uh, and pay our bills. Make no mistake, even if you go through and give an interview where you're like, but, you know, we've got a new this and a new that and we have a renewed, uh, that's not the story that they've already written. You just are plugging in to the doom and gloom they already want to give out. They, are, they already want to say it's hopeless. And of course, if you've ever seen You've Got Mail, perfect example. Uh, in that movie was little guy, big guy, evil, big guy, and forget the Tom Hanks and uh, Sal, uh, Meg Ryan romance. That's the least of it. But it was interesting how the um, uh, bookkeeper, I just think of Edith from All in the Family, uh, she gives some ideas, you know, there's some ideas we could do. And she's like, no, we'll be fine. And then at the end, she gets a story and says how bad it is. You know, the Strand Bookstore in New York City just basically put a thing out on Twitter. We really need you to buy something from us right now. Huge influx of, of interest, you know, made a big difference. But the article, the one they really want to write is how awful it is and the deck is stacked against and the underdog loses. And I'm here to tell you, if you can tell the story of the underdog winning, it's going to be against what they want, but it really makes a difference. And I think that for all of you, you have to do whatever it takes right now. If that means that you're going to go through, and I'm just going to stick with Puffer Bellies. I know uh, when I've seen her, 
their social media is great and shows that they're actually out delivering packages and things. And, uh, and that's wonderful. But all of you, everyone, when you're asking me, Stephen, uh, what advice do you have for specialty retailers with similar concerns? You know, you're going to be broadcasting daily. You're going to be emailing three or four times a week. I don't give a damn that you don't like it. You have to do it. You have to stay in front of this customer who is constantly being marketed at right now. What that means is, you know it yourself. You're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, and then you see the sponsored post. In fact, you might even see something from me because I always try to have to go back. You have to pay to play these days. And you want to go through and you have to be in front of them every time because some other guy has figured out that people who like this toy store, running store, apparel store, um, we want that audience. And they have put an ad in front of your customers with something that they've thought about. Well, you have to be out there and as aggressive and fight for them. You cannot go through and assume that anyone is loyal to you anymore. This is your moment. If you've been around for 20 minutes, this is 20 years. If you've been around for 20 years, then you have that depth in your community. You have that passion. And if you don't, then be honest and say, I don't and say, we're going out of business. But you can't be sort of in, certainly not in the next six weeks. You have got to be asking for other retailers how to cross promote. Maybe you're going to do, and maybe you're going to do a, a, when they do the drive-through COVID testing. Maybe you're going to find some way to get out in front of it. Maybe you're going to go through and you're going to say, "We're going to have uh, see if we can talk to the local convention center, and we're going to open some kind of." I don't know what the answer is. I am not you. I am working on my business and my clients. But I'll tell you one thing: you better find something positive to say every day about every challenge you've got. Because if you don't, those are gonna fester in your soul and you're gonna give them out and you're gonna give them to your employees and they're gonna wonder where their next paycheck is and they're gonna quit on you. And when something happens, like when the vaccine comes out and the news of the vaccine and people are hopeful again, you're gonna be standing in your store going, oh, I, I don't have enough people to do it. And there goes the other reason why you can't and why you can't and why you can't. And then the news media will show up like, how hard is it? We've got all these orders and I, I can't find a good help to. And again, you don't realize people buy from people who are hopeful. There's only one message, which is, we're doing great, we could be better. I'm looking forward to a happy holiday. I'm looking forward to the new year. I'm look and that's what the social media and that's what your whole mantra is. And that goes for big brands too. If you look at a Macy's, you look at a Bloomingdale's, you look at the messages they're putting out. It's all about hope. It's all about rekindling uh, holiday traditions. It's all about coming together. That's the same message. And I don't think that um, you uh, sharing any of your doubts helps anyone, right? When I was a little boy, I went through, and I don't know why, but I went to a, and I was, uh, in the summer, I was in Virginia, and there was a public pool we went to, and I went up to the whatever it was, the, it felt like the 13th story, and I jumped off the high dive. I'm seven doing a cannonball. No one else, none of my parents, none of my family is there. And I got applause. It was like, this is great until the day that I went up and I did a belly flop from really high up and like burned my, my belly. And, you know, a guy came over like wind had been knocked out. You're all right. And I thought, oh, I, I, I should do it again. It's like, no, I don't have to do that again. And I'll learn to swim or I'll do something else. But sometimes we just, we just keep wanting to do, put ourselves in harm's way, which is putting my word out, oh, it sucks to be me, and not realizing I don't have to do this. There's something else. 
In fact, the last time I got up to the top and I was gonna do it again. And I remember saying, but I'll be embarrassed if I admit, if I have to go down, it's like, I don't care, I'm gonna go back down. And I had to get people to excuse me as I went all the way down and I changed what I wanted to do. And I want you to change today. Stop asking why. Stop looking at what Amazon and Walmart and Target are doing. Instead, ask better questions. How could I? What if we? Because those will lead you to the path that says, I'm going to be successful. Because in hope, I'm fearless. People buy from people who are hopeful. It's that simple. There's no mystery. When people tell me like, how hard is it to compete? Retail is a game of being brilliant on the basics. Know who yourself is. Know your strengths. Put those little bad voices down, but understand that the only one that should be managing the optics is you. If you read my article about Neiman Marcus recently and how the head comes out of bankruptcy and he gets, what, a $10 million bonus for putting it out, and then they go back and they are trying to claw back the benefits that um, that they were paid, I read in the, in the newspaper. That's not a good optic story. We want to hear that we're taking care of our employees, that you know we're doing all the right things. That's what you need to do. And so if somebody goes through and says they want to speak to you for the media, instead of waiting for them to come to you, and they've already got the story pre-written, it sucks to be you, major manufacturing left, Amazon's up 20%, et cetera. We just need someone that'll, that'll give us a, a, a heart story to add to this. Instead of that, you write the news press, the news article or the press release and say how you've added contact pay, uh, contactless payment and you're working with your vendors and you're doing this and you're doing that. Because I don't give a damn if half the merch you ordered didn't come in. All that matters is, did you sell what you had? I don't care you think that the this pen with the three stripes, it's so great and we sold out of it. Who cares? This isn't the issue. They just want to buy something as a gift and they chose you. They gave you the chance. They brought their wallet and they said, I'm interested in buying from you. Shame on you if you don't let them uh, buy something from you. And more importantly, you ask them that one question, which if you've stayed with me all the way to the end, which is a long uh, broadcast today, who else is on your list? Because when you go through and treat people like they matter, you're able to greet them, you're able to build rapport, you're able to go through and touch somebody's heart, that's where you've planted the seeds in the sale. And then you're able to harvest that at the end by being able to upsell, to add on, and be able to get them to buy more than they initially thought from you. And when you do that, you're going to be sending me a note saying like, oh, you've saved my life. It was so great. It's not about me. It's about you. That's all I want you to hear today. Ask better questions in hope I'm fearless. And let's get to work putting retail back on the front of the newspapers and different media with hopeful stories instead of painting a lily it sucks to be us and it's horrible and again i don't blame anybody i'm not putting any doubt on anybody i'm not throwing anybody under the bus but i do want you to hear that it's very easy for us to go through and assume that someone is telling our story when really when it comes to the media more often than not we know that fear and hopelessness is what sells and how do we change that narrative is to choose what we do with that. And I appreciate you listening to me because uh, I know I've gotten so many followers over the last several months because there's nobody telling you what uh, I'm telling you, which is let's put on our big boy, big girl pants and let's get out there and do the hard job, which is being brilliant on the basics. I'm Bob Fibbs, The Retail Doc. If you like what I had to say, go through and share it with your friends. If you don't like what I had to say, 
good. Hopefully I made you mad enough to change something in your business. And if you just like what I had to say, but you haven't taken action, then realize you only got half my message because it's up to you to be successful. Nobody owes you their business. You have to fight for it every day. Now let's get to work. Bye. If you love what you heard on Retail Today, connect with Bob by visiting retaildoc.com or send a message to bob at retaildoc.com. Thanks for listening. Love what you heard on Retail Today? Connect with Bob by visiting retaildoc.com or send a message to bob at retaildoc.com. Thanks for listening.